So what they did skippily and welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. Today, we're going to be doing more medical stuff, just bridging off of what we had done prior. I forget, actually, it's been a week since we've actually delved into the podcast. You know, typically what I, I, I do is I, I'll do my podcast on the weekend days and I try to do some sort of TikToks uh, over the week um, to kind of you know, do a little bit of a different avenue, different modality. But uh, I want to just shout out all my students. Um, They really want to see me uh, succeed. And it's just what I love about the the innocence of children and, and youth in general is just that, like, you know, aside from, you know, middle schoolers being as close to sociopaths as, um, you know, I'll ever experience for sure because of their lack of understanding of anybody else other than themselves. But regardless, when you get into high school, when you start to sift through relationships and drama and people, I think you start to, um, I don't know, I think that at least in my school, the, the kids that are a part of the high school are just really awesome, really tender individuals. And they just want to see me succeed. And I love it because one student found out that I had a TikTok uh, on Thursday and his goal, he had realized that I was almost to 500 followers. You know, you guys, I mean, like it's TikTok is one of those things that I don't really put much weight into. But, you know, if it makes a precedence or if it, you know, gets me traction or if it helps bring people to my podcast or something like that you know I'm all there for it but at the end of the day I just like doing the TikTok because it helps me interact with my students I have prior students that'll reach out to me asking for questions and or if I might do a video going over certain Latin topics and I always love doing that because at the end of the day I don't really I don't have a lot to give as an educator you guys know us Everybody seems to be very, very well aware of how teachers are very underpaid for the amount of work that they have to do, yet seldom do we actually, you know, think past that. You know, it it, it frustrates me that people are aware of the fact that um, teaching is such a, um, it's appreciated but not financially appreciated. And because of that, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Everybody's aware. Everybody's aware that we're underpaid as professionals. Everybody's aware that a lot of these professionals, people that are in their 30s, 40s, are still having to live with roommates because of how um, how much they make. It's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, I really don't have much to give. Educators don't have much to give. But what I do have to give is answering questions, making things more simple when they may be convoluted at times. And that's what I like to do with my TikTok is I like to use it as a means of reaching back out to my students because, you know, I, I, I realized last night, um, I opened up TikTok and I had an at, I, I don't think I really had an at before, so I didn't know what that meant. Um, but one of my prior students, um, had basically just said like all the people that she, um, you know, that it impacted her life or that she loved very much and that were, were really, really key individuals in her life. And she had mentioned me. Um, in fact, I took a screenshot and I'll pull it up real quickly because, you know, this is what I live for. It's to know that I am that teacher. And I think that all teachers really, at well, at least when you're a young teacher like me, 
and not super jaded. A lot of the time we come into the profession wanting to be that teacher. We want to be that teacher that moves um, a child, um, that that touches them in a way where maybe, you know, I, you know, because of her, she loves Latin now. She loves the concepts of etymology and always has hit me up about certain prefix, affix, suffixes, and wanting to me wanting me to delve into other um, you know, words and stuff, uh, stuff like that. I've actually utilized her questions as uh, TikToks in the past, as well as uh, little cameos in my podcast. But she, she had said, Mr. Connolly, you're honestly the best teacher I've ever had in my life. And you were always so funny and nice to me. You made Latin class the best. I miss you a lot. And good God, like, I don't know. That's what moves me. That's what keeps me going. That's my purpose. My purpose are my students. And that's what my students know that everybody knows that because at the end of the day, that's why I show up. I don't show up for the money. I don't show because there is there a lack thereof money that I show up for. I show up because I want to make as small of an impact as I can, because I, I think about the teachers that made an impact on my life way back when. And at the end of the day, I still remember them and I still hold them dear to me in my heart. And even though they don't know that, maybe they don't know that, um, I will carry on the, the words that they've said to me, the, the impact that they've imprinted upon me and, and such. And so, uh, you know, kind of coming full circle, you know, to have students just want to help me out and want to see me succeed just for the sake of succeeding and seeing me grow. That's that's what I love. Like, that's why I love the innocence of the youth, like I said. And I love, you know, being good and a human to one another and just seeing each other and respecting each other for who we are as humans. Because a lot of people give me crap about this podcast. They give me a lot of crap that I do this um, in a futile effort, you know, that language is not that important, that we have so many other things in our lives that are, you know, means so much more and makes so much more of a precedence in our lives. And of course, yeah, maybe you don't find weight in, in language and, and learning and, and that, but that's okay. That's you. That's not me. That's you. That's your thing. My thing is about growing and learning. And I love learning new things and then being able to, to regurgitate those new things that I've learned, um, in a critical way and being able to express that to people. As you guys can see, what I do is I like to break down these words, but I like to actually go critically into talking about them a little bit more as to why we etymologically came up with that that word, that meaning of the word. Why would we come up with that and put those two words together in order to make said A plus B equals C kind of situation? So I don't know, you know, feeling sentimental. The holidays are coming up. I felt so, my heart is so full with these kids and yeah, so I'll shut my mouth because that's, I tend to do my ramble bamble sessions right at the beginning and of course it seems like I've already gone eight minutes in. So without further ado, I would love some support over at Spotify, Latin and Layman's Rhetoric Revolution and or La Latin and Layman's Rhetoric Revolution on Apple Podcast. Um, 
if you want to be able to say something, go over to Apple Podcasts because you can actually leave me a rating plus. You can say some words, um, whether that be bad or good. I don't care. I'm receptive either way. And or I am like WADA, like uh, Bruce Lee. You know, at the end of the day, when you become a teacher, you have to understand that you can't take anything personally. And if you do, you can only take it personally for like a a millisecond and then you got to snap out of it and you got to check yourself because at the end of the day kids are ruthless and like i said middle schoolers are ruthless but they're amazing too it's like how i imagine a parent might feel you know the amount of love the full hearts that they have for their children but yet their children might drive them up the the effing wall you know and my students do that as well i've had to lay down the law back at rmca you know I was known to give many a spiel. Now here at Monument, I am known to be, uh, you don't want Mr. Connolly to throw down the gauntlet. My term is that the, the gauntlet apparently. So, um, so that's, that's, that's where it is for me. Like, because you gotta, you gotta also draw boundaries with these kids because at the end of the day, they can run all over you if you give them slack. If you give them a little slack, they'll start to pull and pull and pull and pull and pull to the nth degree if they can. That's why middle schoolers can re rely and thrive on, on a lot of structure, not too much structure because then they start to resist that structure. But you gotta be, you gotta set expectations. You gotta be deliberate. You gotta be pragmatic. You gotta show them. Um, or you got to ask them questions. You got to be like, you know what? What are you doing? Should you be doing that? Why are you doing that? Do you think that's appropriate for you to be doing in class right now? The more that you have them think about their behavior, the more they actually kind of come full circle and they're like, Mr. Connolly, I apologize. And at the end of the day, because I've said at the end of the day, probably seven times. So I'm sorry about that. I'm going to be a little bit more cognizant about that idiosyncrasy of mine. But talking to other teachers at school, they are dealing a lot with uh, behaviors with middle schoolers. And, you know, I can think of one student that I'm dealing with or that I dealt with behaviors and she was just obnoxious because she's kind of a ringleader and um, kind of sneaky, but she did a schedule change. So I'm not going to have her in class anymore. So uh, good riddance. Uh, I don't really care about you. Uh, sorry, not sorry. But for all my other students, you know, it's like, they're amazing. Oh my gosh. I love my middle school students and I love my high school students. And I don't know if a lot of teachers can say that about their students because a lot of the time I just hear about how the teachers are really upset and frustrated and angry about how the, t the behaviors are, you know, obnoxious and that they aren't being held accountable. And yes, I understand that. Like at the end of the day, uh, number, I don't even know at this point for at the end of the day, great job, Liam. But um, there's a lot of behaviors to be, uh, dealt with in, uh, schooling nowadays. And there's a lot of eggshells to actually have to step over while dealing with and mitigating those behaviors. So, you know, to all those teachers out there, I hear you, I feel you, and I understand the plight of a teacher because the plight of a teacher is not just a teacher. It's a negotiator. It's a counselor. Um, we're psychologists, we're uh, mitigators of, uh, and quellers of, uh, you know, arguments and, you know, anger and uh, we just deal with so much and 
for all those teachers out there that maybe listen to the, this podcast, I don't know if any teachers do or not. I don't even know what my audience is like. According to all, Almighty Google, it says that I have um, a rough following of about 60 uh, people. Uh, for all of those 60 people listening, thank you so much. I see you, I hear you, and I respect you. I re, I again, or back, and specto, spectari, look at, I look back at you and I see you. Although I can't see you visually, I feel you. And I hear you through the ethers because uh, I can do that because I have telepathy, I guess. Um, but, you know, I just appreciate those. So I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Done, 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 done. Now, with that being said, now that I've gone uh, to my plugging of the podcast, let's go ahead and dive into some words. We're actually going to go into hormones and other processes slash aspects of the body with a prefix endo. Endo as well as there are a lot of different words that refer or encompass endo, whether that be endocrine, endocrinology, endorse, endow, endogenous, endorphin, exoskeleton, endoscopy. We're going to get into these words. So without further ado, and for my last time saying that, let's dive into the word endocrine. Endo, well, first off, endocrine is a adjective. It is refers to secreting internally, internally, essentially. The endocrine system is the hormonal system. Endo meaning within, it's the Latinized form of the Greek cranin, which means to separate or distinguish well, rather, I'm sorry, not endo, endo meaning within, but the cranin to separate comes from um, uh, that crin, which means to sieve or to discriminate or distinguish, aka, this is what it, it is in reference to. It denotes the glands having an internal secretion that kind of pulls apart those aspects of the system essentially. So secreting internally. And what is the endocrine system? Well, it's a secretion of certain hormones that get um, innervated throughout the body. And hormones are just so, so, so important. And if we don't think about that, to the, uh, um, or if we didn't know that, it's just, you know, the way that we really can balance our endocrine system and our hormonal system is by having a good BMI. You know, it's not about being too lean because if if those that know the the when you are super lean, you have so or so little um, subcutaneous fat, subcutaneous underneath the skin, um, versus visceral fat. Visceral is the deep fat that surrounds the internal organs, but subcutaneous. If you have that, people like people that are um, working towards a bodybuilding competition. I've talked to people like this before. Uh, when they start dieting and they get peeled and shredded to the bone, as they say, um, their endocrine system is all out of whack. And what I mean by that is that, you know, for men, um, you know, they have zero libido. The libido goes out of the, um, out the door, essentially. Libido actually comes from uh, libido in Latin referred to it pleases, essentially, which funny, which is funny. Libido refers to basically the the pleasure aspect of you know within that endocrine system, endocrine system. So, um, and on the other hand, if you are too 
fat, if you have too much subcutaneous fat, that actually messes with you hormonally as well. And then you still have a decreased level of libido. Um, also, muscles can increase your uh, your libido, your endocrine system. This reminds me of when I was working as kind of a physical therapist aide. And, um, you know, I'm always pushing the aspect of moving weights, whether you're a guy, whether you're a girl, whether you're in the advanced population, that's what we refer to in the medical field as older individuals or um, younger individuals that are capable of lifting weights at this point, lifting weights and gaining skeletal, skeletal uh, mass to uh, on your body, that, that musculature, skeletal muscle is what I re I'm referring to, that is so, so important. And that revs up that endocrine system. Uh, it reminds me, like I was saying, when I was training, especially with an older individuals, the advanced population, um, I remember I had one, uh, one individual, she was, she was very funny about it because you could tell she was kind of dancing around the, 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 the subject cause she had questions about it because we, she had been training with me for about a month and a half. And she was like, you know, I'm feeling different and feeling, you know, different. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, I mean, you're moving better. It seems like you're more mobile. Um, you know, we have gained muscle mass. We've actually, you've actually lost weight, but you've actually gained, gained muscle. That's an important thing. That's body recomposition. Um, and, uh, no, she, she was like, well, you know, I just, I feel different. And I'm like, hmm. And she kind of started dancing around it and she's like, I'm, I'm more, um, I'm vibrant. Um, and then she, uh, <laughs> I had to look up this word cause I had no idea. I'm more Randy. <laughs> and this can tell you how old this woman was, <clears throat> but really what she was referring to was her, her increase in libido, her increase in sexual drive. Um, and, uh, I, I always found that funny because I was like, you know what, that's, you know, when you start to, you know, you recomp your body, your, your body thanks you. It thanks you for taking care of itself. Um, and I just wanted to talk about that for a hot second because I always found that funny. And if you are scared about gaining muscle and getting bulky as like an older individual or if you're a girl, please change that mindset because at the end of the day, strike on the end of the day. Um, muscle is such a, it's a preserving tissue on the body. The more muscle you have, the more met metabolically, um, adapted you are, you're more metabolically healthy. And it's just, it's important girls. If you think you're going to get bulky by lifting heavy weights, you're not, I promise you it's the aspect of having hormones such as testosterone versus estrogen within your body. Of course, women, you guys have plenty of um, estrogen. You have testosterone as well, but you have different ratios, as where, whereas men have different ratios of said hormones, those aforementioned hormones that I did say and mention. We have more testosterone. That gives us the ability to pack on more muscle um, and we get more bulky because of that, because we have the, the ability, we have more androgen receptors, andro referring to man, gen, gainus refers to producing and, or the type, the clan, the tribe, it's where we get genealogy, um, generation, 
um, androgen producing male hormones. Essentially, we are androgenic, essentially. So women are not that way as much. I mean, you can gain a little bit of muscle for sure. But it's such an inconsequential amount that if you were to lift weights, heavy weights as a female, you're really just going to get more toned. I had so many girls come up to me saying like, I don't want to lift heavy because it's going to make me bulky. I just want to lift um, or I, I want to get toned. I'm like, hey, girl, if you lift heavy weights, you're going to get toned. You can lift light weights. You can also get toned. You can you can intersperse both those. You can mix them together, make a little bit of a concoction of a training cycle where you're lifting both heavy and lighter. And uh, you can work towards getting toned that way without the aspect of fearing of getting bulky and all that stuff. So I'm going to shut up now because I've been talking a lot about that hormonal stuff. And I'm going to get into another word. This actually coming from endocrine. This is where we get certain from certain refers to, well, according to almighty Google determined or fixed. Um, it actually comes from the Latin keratonis, which is the extended form, the Latin form of keratus, which means determined, resolved, fixed, or settled. Um, it actually, like I was saying before, coming from the endocrine, originally it was a variant of the past participial form, excuse me, crinare, which means to distinguish or decide, literally to sift or to separate, just like an endocrine, a sifting within. This Latin verb, uh, crinare, comes from the root cranin, which means to see, sieve. Um, thus discriminate and or distinguish like I had mentioned prior. So certain just refers to a sifting of. Um, and in this case, a sifting of to the point of getting the determined or fixed uh, opinion. When you are certain, you have sifted through all of, uh, all of the A's and B's and C's and D's of those plans and you've come to the actual determined and fixed opinion that you want to stick with. Next one that you have is endocrinology, endo meaning within, um, crinin referring to sieve, ology referring to the study of, so the endocrine, endocrinology is just the study of the sifting within. This is also where we get words like endorse. Endorse comes from, uh, well, it comes from the verb, or it's a verb that means to confirm or to approve. Firstly, it literally comes from N and O, which means within, and then DOS coming from the Latin dosum. It's a variant of dorsum, which means back, like a dorsal fin. So what does it mean? Uh, to back within, essentially. So when you endorse something, you conform, confirm or approve, essentially, you are, um, you are backing into with. So you're doubling down on essentially to confirm or approve. Next one that we have here is endow. Again, end meaning within. And then that, um, that D-O comes from dodari, which means to give in Latin, that donation, that donor, that um, dodare essentially. It's where we get dona, which means gift, the, um, the noun form of the verb dodare. So... With that being said, when you endow someone, well, according to Almighty Google, it's to provide an income for, um, is essentially, but etymologically, 
It refers to a giving within, essentially. Dao, do, give, and within. Next one, endogenous. Endogenous, this refers to, according to Almighty Google, a growing or proceeding from within. Um, endogenous, well, this is where we get the endocrine system. What, whatever is endogenous comes from within versus exogenous. We can think of endogenous testosterone versus exogenous testosterone. Endogenous would be the free testosterone that you have in, within your body versus exogenous would be something like taking TRT or HGH because I don't know why. seems like a lot of people are supplementing with that nowadays because they can't seem to just figure out their diet and lifestyle, so they have to resort to external factors, AKX, meaning out of, uh, genus referring to producing, coming from gens gentis, meaning clan, class, tribe, type. But genus referring to the participial form, meaning producing. So what does endogenous mean? A plus B, producing within. A, producing, B, within. Endogenous referring to producing from within. And it's that's exactly what it means according to almighty google so there you go with that one next one that we have here is endorphin what is an endorphin well endorphins are chemicals which occur naturally in the brain and work like morphine essentially um it actually comes from the french actually endorphine or endorphin um the first element from endorphin comes from endo meaning within and then for thanin means to uh, basically to grow. Uh, so endorphins means basically a growing within essentially. So a growing within of a natural chemical in the body that feels pretty good and acts like morphine. Um, next one that we have here, endometrium. Endo meaning within, metrium referring to metra, which in Greek meant uterus. It actually comes from meter in Greek. Later on in Latin, mater. What is mater in Latin? What is maternity, matriarchy? All of those aspects having something of a what quality? A motherly quality. And that's what we refer to in this case because metra is a uterus, endo meaning within, endometrium is the lining membrane of the uterus. And what does endometrium mean etymologically? It means uterus plus within. So within the uterus, aka the lining membrane of which. Next one, endoskeleton. Endo meaning within, skeleton referring to our skeletal structure. We have an endoskeleton as humans because we have a within skeleton versus certain insects other animals, creatures that have an exoskeleton, an outside skeleton. One more that we're going to get into, and then I'm going to wrap it up because this has been a rather later or a longer episode. In fact, we're just about to 30 minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up here with endo, meaning within, and then scopy, because we're talking about endoscopy. I'm sorry, I forgot to actually outline the word that we're talking about. Endoscopy. Endoscopy is a, it's um, the opposite of a colonoscopy. Endoscopy actually is a um, a little camera that they stick un, into your mouth and they basically go down to your esophagus and t check out, um, you know, what's going on in your upper GI tract. Endo meaning within. Scopy refers to the Greek scopanin. I'm always bad at pronouncing those Greek words, which means a viewing or um, an examining of. So if uh, it also can refer to 
um, to observe. So if that means uh, such, then we have endo meaning within, scopi referring to look or examine, A plus B to examine within, and in this case, the tummy. So if you learn something new, I would love some support over at Spotify and or Apple Podcast at Latin in Layman's The Rhetoric Revolution. Thank you guys again. I know this has been a rather long episode, so thank you so much for sticking with me if you got this far. Take care, everybody. Know that you're cherished and that you're loved and that, hey, if you're not having a great day, go seek out somebody that might make you feel better. Go talk it out. Go go seek out that support, that sup meaning that derivation of under and then porto portare meaning to carry. Find those people that carry you from underneath and prop you up and lift you up. Don't surround yourself with people that put you down in order to lift themselves up. That's not the kind of people you want to be around. Be, be with people that support you, that respect you, that see you and look back at you and see you for who you are. Thank you again, everybody. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Tempest possessed to scatter it.